Okay, people, another episode of Just for Sport. Jamoke Davis here on this beautiful, beautiful day. But I tell you what, I, I got some stuff to get off my chest in this episode. I feel like every time I think about... Um, what I want to talk about on the show, I end up twisting my own stomach in knots, being on the fence about a topic, and you're not supposed to be on the fence. You're supposed to be able to have an opinion and stick to it, and I'm trying, but I have to admit I'm torn. And I am torn with the things that I'm going to talk about today. One, being race and sports. Two, the second topic I want to talk about is cheating in baseball. And... Why I just can't have the same fervor for this uh, sticky situation, if you will, in Major League Baseball with the pitchers and that level of cheating versus what the Astros did. And Nikola Jokic was named NBA MVP. The NBA's MVP. I don't get it. I don't get how you can make, say, a player. It's almost like I get that he's the MVP because obviously Denver would be awful without him. But I also... Don't get it because if you are an MVP, then you lift your team to greatness. Nikola Jokic is not lifting his team up. And the reigning, who was the reigning MVP, in Giannis Antetokounmpo cannot lift up the Bucks. The Nets have cut off their antlers. Maybe they shaved him down a little bit. But first, I'm going to talk about uh, race and sports. And is an article that came out today by Michael Lee of the Washington Post. He does some really great stuff. And he's a friend of the pod. He's been on the pod. And it talks about the coaching change for the basketball team. Mike Jones, who was Morgan Wooten's successor, the greatness that is Morgan Wooten's successor at DeMatha for 19 years, And Mike Jones decides to leave and become an assistant at the next level up at Virginia Tech. 
And Michael Lee poses the question of should DeMatha have been so quick to hire a white interim coach in Peter Strickland? And there are a lot of parents, alumni, and stakeholders that are upset that Peter Strickland was hired so quickly and in this article talked about bypassing without even interviewing several of the black assistants that were on Mike Jones's staff. Now, Strickland is an alumnus. And he has connections to the basketball team. But not only did they hire Peter Strickland quickly, but if you were to read the article, there were 10 assistants on Jones's team. None of them got a look. Instead, they went with Peter Strickland, a as it says here in the article, a 64-year-old white man who hasn't coached since directing Ireland's national team three years ago. He obviously has some supporters. There's no doubt about that. But some of the parents and alumni talk about the lack of transparency. Michael Lee has a quote here from a parent that says, quote, it's nobody on this earth that can tell me that that if there were five white assistant coaches there, that they would go and find a 70-year-old black coach to coach them without even talking to the white coaches that were on the staff. That's not happening in America End quote. And actually he said talking to the white boys that were there. This also comes on the heels of DeMatha who replaced Elijah Brooks, a black coach on the football team with Bill McGregor, a white coach in his 60s. There have been a number of great Basketball and football players that have come through DeMatha. Markel Fultz on the NBA side. Victor Oladipo on the football side. Chase Young, the amazing defensive talent for the Washington football team. Had to throw that in there. He's been amazing. It's funny because Strickland, who, when I was reading the article, uh, actually played at the University of Pittsburgh. So another reason why I am torn, there is a connection there. Keith Stevens, the director of the AAU program Team, team Takeover, said, 
quote, it's confusing to me. You have multiple coaches, not only coaches, but alums that's been part of the math of the majority of their adult lives and to not even have a conversation with those guys before you bring in, quote, unquote, interim. I think that's kind of just tasteful because all of those guys are qualified, if nothing else, to be an interim coach until you figure out who you want to bring in. Strickland is an unknown to the kids. I don't see how anyone would think that was fair. I mean, heck. I I think DeMatha made a very simple mistake in doing exactly what was suggested. You should have just named one of the assistants an interim coach for now. Now, maybe, maybe some of the assistants weren't interested. The issues are not with the coaches themselves and Strickland or McGregor, but more about the process. More about the process. And realistically, is there a way to fix the process? How do we find a way to address this in a constructive manner? You got the Rooney rule in the NFL. Got to hire some minority candidates before you can make your final decision. And that's not always done. When you hear from other coaches that, okay, yeah, they... I could tell that they brought me in just to bring me in. And that hurts. Affirmative action, it's a gift and a curse. I don't even know if that's the right way to call it a gift. But you understand why it was put in place to ensure that You look at people of all races. You don't just pick your kind, someone you're comfortable with. And sometimes, you know, I've read in many corporate magazines that it actually helps to increase the cohesiveness, the culture of a company when you have diversification. You want to have people from different races, nationalities, backgrounds, upbringings, social status, economic status. You want that. It can help grow a company. It could breed innovation. But it's not easy. And I feel for DeMatha in some ways... For thinking, okay, there was something that we needed to do. They wanted to go in a different direction. Coach Strickland said, quote, um, there was a heated conversation between some of the parents 
And Strickland said he couldn't change the color of his skin. And that his job was to meet them where they are. Strickland is who he is. There are a number of things that go into play. And I could talk about this for a long time. But we are at a point where race is at the forefront more than I can say in my lifetime. And there are a lot of situations where, yeah, things are not, maybe not what they seem. The Indiana Pacers just fired their coach, Nate Bjorkgren, after one season because he lost the locker room. And they got rid of Nate McMillan, another Nate, who had also, who had gotten the Pacers into the playoffs. A black coach was fired. A white coach was quickly hired, at least in my mind. I felt like, it, you know, I'm sure they went through, they said they went through their due diligence. But we see it all over the place. Brad Stevens failed, failed this season with the Boston Celtics. Not just in my mind, but I'm sure if you ask the Boston Celtics, Boston Celtics fans, they thought they'd be vying for an NBA championship, playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Danny Ainge decides to step down. And they quickly give Brad Stevens a general manager job. No experience. We know what happened with Steve Nash. And the backlash that the Nets got for hiring him. Okay, yeah, he's MVP. He had no coaching experience. And he was given a roster that had two of the top maybe five players in the NBA on his roster. And then he added... Another one? I mean, okay, maybe you want to say Kyrie's in that 6 through 10, but James Harden and Kevin Durant are certainly in the top five. Black coach was hired in Houston. Roster's decimated. I don't want it to be about race. That's, That's the... When I saw Michael Lee's article, it was like, oh boy. Time after time again, it happens. And that says to me, the conversations are not being had. The real conversations are not being had. And or if you think about it, Maybe the words that you hear about what minorities feel they are not giving an opportunity are not truly being digested and heard by people in power with the hiring power. Again, 
I started this conversation about this isn't about Strickland. It's about the way the process went. That's what it is. You look at Duke. Mike Krzyzewski leaves. And they immediately go with John Shire. Now, in that perspective, I think you talk about continuity. And that's why they went with John Shire. But I brought that up to say, well, maybe for continuity, they should have gotten at least talked to an assistant. Made one of Coach Jones's assistants the interim for some time. We talk about basketball and football being predominantly, the, the players are predominantly black, but the front office staff is predominantly white. The decision makers are predominantly white because even if you have some African Americans that are superstars in the league, they don't have the power to control the team. It's about having all of the power. No. But I think that with situations like this that come up, that Michael Lee has brought to the forefront, it forces us to all have even more of a conversation of what needs to be done. And it probably needs to be done drastically. I mean, it's a shame because in DeMatha's case, it would have been an easy, easy thing to do. I mean, in a lot of these situations where you quickly hire someone to replace someone, especially of that stature of Mike Jones, who's been in 19 seasons, you can't just make a quick decision like that. I think you need a little bit more time. And hopefully in time, we will continue to have these conversations and come to a more amenable resolution where minorities don't feel like they are, aren't being heard. They aren't being allowed to get in true equal opportunity. True equal opportunity. All right, let's move on to some baseball. And again, I'm torn. I am torn with the issue of, is it wrong for pitchers to put a substance, a sticky substance on the ball? spider tack as it's called as they are trying to determine what's exactly the substance that has increased the spin rate for pitchers. And when Garrett Cole was asked, when Garrett Cole was asked if he used spider tack while pitching, it presented an issue for him. If he said yes, oh boy, bam! Major League Baseball is coming down on Garrett Cole. 
If he says no, he'd be considered a liar, a cheater in baseball, right? And if you have done, if you've listened to this show, you know how much I have gotten on the Houston Astros about cheating. And Garrett Cole said, quote, I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. If MLB wants to legislate some more stuff, that's a conversation that we can have, end quote. Now, I don't know how from a PR standpoint that he didn't know he was going to be answered this. But as I have listened to other people on radio and read some stories and watched TV, it's tough because almost 80, 90% of baseball players are all using something similar, if not actually using spider tack, which is something I guess that weightlifters use. You know, when they're lifting those heavy weights to kind of be able to get a better grip. But the issue is when you think about not just Major League Baseball as a sport, but you look at the Rob Manfred, the commissioner, and the fact that they have not done anything about it in the past because they probably felt like, shoot, we don't know what to do. It's something that, again, with these unwritten rules, you kind of know everybody does it. If you're a manager, you certainly can't call out an opposing pitcher for what he's using because you know your pitchers are using it too. And and we're already talking about the game being slow. Come on, y'all. You know the game would just be that much slower. That much slower. And now that the spider tack and sticky substances are coming to the forefront, what does it remind you of? Who lived through that, the steroid era where you were cheering the whole time Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds were going for records, but you knew. Did you care? I don't know if I cared that much. I was living in Chicago when Sammy Sosa was banging out home runs. I was in the stands in Wrigley Field. Heck, I even had a Sammy Sosa shirt that to this day, I don't know what happened to it. One of those, you know, shirt jersey things at a giveaway. It's one of my favorites. The spin rates have gone through the roof. The batting averages have plummeted. We got Jacob deGrom with the lowest ERA that I've ever seen in person. It's like, what, at 0.59 now? Something ridiculous like that? I read somewhere it was like 29 starters are averaging more than 10 strikeouts per nine innings. Batters, the average aver- the average batting average is below 230. I mean, heck, who knows if it'll get to that Mendoza line. We want to see more home runs. I think that Major League Baseball is having a very, very difficult time in knowing what to do here. If you call out the the sticky substances, 
What kind of baseball would we have, folks? Because realistically, you can't just say, okay, everybody, stop using the sticky substance. If you think of what happened in the steroid era, if you got caught, you got suspended. And so maybe you could say, okay, well, none of the players, quote unquote, got caught, but just stop and we won't investigate it anymore. I mean, that's what I think it it's that's what's going to have to happen. That's the only thing that can happen. Because you cannot have baseball shut down. These starters, the stars, you simply cannot have all of them being suspended at one time. And you certainly can't do some fake rollout of suspensions. So I don't envy baseball here. I don't envy myself for saying, look at myself in the mirror and just like, by the way, did you see that mom who was holding the baby that caught the foul ball? That was pretty cool. Just diverted there. The Padres game. But I... (laughs) I don't know why I can't have the same hatred for these pitchers that are obviously, obviously cheating. They were cheating. They're cheating. It is. And I'm struggling. Oh, I want, I want the batting average. I mean, who doesn't want to see more home runs, right? I mean, come on. You can't have it both ways, Jamoke. You can't. And I'm struggling. And I know Major League Baseball is too. I know they are. But Garrett Cole, who maybe, maybe he stopped. Fan Josh Donaldson twice. Donaldson had some uh, choice words about Garrett Cole. And then, of course, he had to clarify them. That he wasn't trying to single single out Garrett Cole. Josh Donaldson said, quote, Nobody is speaking up for the hitters right now. It's probably not going to be taken as serious as if it's a rookie or somebody else who doesn't have a time in the big leagues. I felt it was almost a responsibility for me to say something with this. That's how serious I think it is. It's very serious. Hmm. I don't envy him. I really don't. And it's not just Garrett Cole, and that's unfair too. There are a lot of pitchers, a lot of pitchers that are using a sticky substance to get a better grip on the ball. And Major League Baseball better get a grip on this problem. All right, last topic. Going to the NBA. Nikola Jokic was named the MVP. Now, yes, it's for the regular season. 
He's the lowest drafted player ever to be named MVP. He's also the first Nugget, first player from Serbia. But not the first player from Europe to win MVP. Dirk Nowitzki and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, Jokic received 91 first place votes. And the the big problem for me Okay, so he played all of the games this season. All 72 games. He averaged a career-high 26.4 points, 10.9 rebounds, almost 11, and a career-high 8.4 assists, 1.3 steals too, in just under 38 minutes. He ranked 12th in points, 9th in rebounds, 6th in assists, And the third player in NBA history behind Oscar Robertson and Russell Westbrook to average at least 26 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists. My biggest issue is that we cannot come up with a real definition of who an MVP is. We can't. And I know that's very difficult. But I don't know how it doesn't start with the team record and what the player meant to that team. I was somewhat guilty of it myself. When the conversation first came up, I would talk about Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Paul for MVP. Look what he's doing in Phoenix. I did a disservice to another NBA player who was disrespected even more so than Chris Paul, and that's Donovan Mitchell. I am disappointed with the voters of the MVP award. And the reason why I am disappointed in the voters is it's missing the name of Donovan Mitchell. The NBA posted the the voting results. Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Steph Curry, Giannis, Chris Paul, Luka, Dame Time, Julius Randle, Derrick Rose, Rudy Gobert, Russell Westbrook, Ben Simmons, James Harden, LeBron, Kawhi. You're telling me that Donovan Mitchell... And what the Utah Jazz have done 
that Donovan Mitchell didn't even des- didn't even earn the right to be in the top 15 not the MVP I'm just talking about the in the top 15 for voting he played 53 games so from that perspective I could see how he didn't win it. But looking at this list, he was not the only player that missed some games. So I don't understand how he wasn't even considered on the list. And then, okay, okay. This is a regular season award. Well, the Utah Jazz did have the best record in the NBA. That's got to count for something too. And the fact that Rudy Gobert is listed in not Donovan Mitchell, I just don't quite understand Were the voters really watching the NBA enough? That Donovan Mitchell didn't even deserve one vote? One vote for like a fifth place. The record of the Utah Jazz was better than every other player on here because they had the best record in the NBA. And I would say it's way more due to Donovan Mitchell than Rudy Gobert. It was. You know that. I know that. Look at what Rudy Gobert is doing in the playoffs And then look at what Donovan Mitchell is doing. Rudy Gobert has done it on the defensive end. Yes. Defensive end? I I wouldn't say that. Um, Excuse me, offensive end. I I just wouldn't say that. Down the stretch, Donovan Mitchell missed 16 games. They have a great team. And the other players stepped up, including Rudy Gobert. I just don't get it. I just don't get how he didn't even get any votes. But, you know, who knows? Maybe I don't know something. But yet I do know some things. And I know that Giannis, who was the MVP going into this season, is about to get eliminated from the playoffs. So maybe he's not an MVP caliber player that can lift up his team, which I thought that's what an MVP was supposed to be able to do. He certainly just hasn't played like it in the first two games. And Nikola Jokic. 
is down 0-2 as well. The Denver Nuggets are down 0-2. Their coach, Mike Malone, is embarrassed after the game two loss. You should be embarrassed. You've got the MVP on your team. And he's not playing like one. He's not playing like one. And that's what's happening. Who knows? All of a sudden, they're going to prove me wrong. And they're going to be better. I doubt it. I think they're both done. But then again, who's listening to me? Hopefully you are. That'll do it for Just for Sport. Hope you enjoyed it. Ciao for now.